You're listening to Latchkey Kids on the Channel 3900 Podcast Network. Here's your hosts Amy Poppinger and Sam Mulberry. Welcome to Latchkey Kids. I am Sam Mulberry and I am joined as always by Amy Poppinga. Amy, we made it back for another Latchkey Kids. And I think about this episode potentially because I may I may I end this Careful. I mm. may end this by pitching uh, uh, another episode that okay. we do. Um, so this is like part two of a series yes. that attaches to what we did uh, two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked about back to school. Back to school. So what is our topic today? Today, we are going to talk about recess. recess. Um, Absolutely. Time to get outside. What, what grade did you stop having recess? Mm, I think I think that we had recess through sixth grade like we had recess in sixth grade mm-hmm. because at my school sixth grade was like 70 percent elementary 30 percent a bit of a middle school experience but we still had i mean it was sort of lunch and recess rolled into one right mm-hmm. so that's when we had quote recess so it was like you as sixth graders you got a longer lunch hour than mid than the seventh and eighth grade because it was sort of like you still need to run around and you uh, it was the same. There was a okay. moment in my high school where they flirted with this idea of, like, you eat lunch and then you can go outside. Okay. But, like, nobody did anything. We well, all just kind of... It's like... You and I know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Grunge era high schoolers. <laughs> like, we're all just sort of standing there and it's like, right. what's, the, what's the point of this? Right. Plus, in, you know, now here's the big thing. Because in Minnesota, that's only helpful for, like, a few months out of yes. the school year. Uh, now, what's funny is I know you really well. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know. What are your New Mexico school years versus your Minnesota school years? Oh, for that I actually attended, you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, pre-K through eighth grade. Okay. So, yes. So, your whole recess experience oh, yeah. is a All New, New Mexico. Mexico experience. Okay. Because that's going to yes. that's gonna play a role in this conversation, <laughs> I think, because... Um, uh, Which is why so many of my 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 family and friends we've all got skin cancer because you know <laughs> nobody cared. So 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 what makes uh, were the, were there unique things about recess in New Mexico? Because I'm I, oh I was yeah thinking, I was thinking today about even things like playground equipment. Oh yeah, like, is that going to be built differently in New Mexico or is it just sitting on like a stovetop? Well, I. <laughs> Well, the answer to yes. I mean, it's a lot of your same equipment, I'm going to assume, but it was sitting on top of a stovetop. I mean, I never played in the grass, for example. I mean, like, so say you're playing kickball or whatever. I mean, we were in a dirt lot. So you just were dusty. I just remember that it's like you were just dusty all the time because there was no grass for anything. I mean, the school had a soccer field, but that had to be preserved for soccer. I mean, you didn't. So, so all of my, and, and you know, and it wasn't like, oh, we're in a nice, um, the playground has, you know, wood chips or something fancy like that, or those rubber nuggets or something like, oh, no, 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 no. Like just hard ground, dusty. So, so if, if I were to drive by your elementary school yeah. in, let's say, 1987, sure. would I see the school and then just big patches of dirt? Yeah. Where people chain, well, there's a chain link fence okay, around the sure. dirt. And then literally, like, you had, you didn't want to play too near the fence because there was like where the, where, 
the, there was a particular corner of the playground where that's where all the tumbleweeds went today. <laughs> I mean, tumbleweeds, I guess, are already dead. But they would they'd collect there. So that's not a joke. That's a real no, thing. No, okay. and tumbleweeds, tumbleweeds, you know, they attach to each other, right? Like they're a giant burr. Like we like, like tumbleweeds are just a giant burr. I need to let you know. Like you think you're just saying things everybody knows. Oh. I grew up in Minnesota. I don't oh, know. You don't of even tumbleweeds. know about a tumbleweed, but like you know what a tumbleweed I is. I do, but it's right? like for me, it's, it's a giant rolling weed that's prickly. <laughs> right for for me, it's like a trope in a western. Oh, I don't think yeah. about this as like a real thing people oh, encountered. Right? No. So tumbleweeds would. I mean, they stick to. So again, you have to think about a burr. I'm, I'm sure you've walked through somewhere, right? Oh, and you yes. get the little burrs yes. on your socks. So tumbleweeds are just a giant burr, a Godzilla of a burr, and they they blow. You know, they blow in the wind. And so, you, first of all, you got to watch out. You get hit by them all the time. Like if you're unsuspecting. Do they attach to you then? No, no. Okay. It's more that they attach to each other. So it's sort of like so. Certainly, every couple of days, the custodians would have to like go clear out the tumbleweed patch that had gathered in the corner of the playground. And I mean, in our in our own home environment, if you had to get rid of tumbleweeds, I mean, you needed to put on your garden gloves because tumbleweeds are. They're painful. I mean, you know, they got little little pricklies all over them. Um, you don't want to have somebody, you know, throw you into the tumbleweed patch, which definitely happened upon occasion. Kick the soccer ball into the tumbleweeds. Wow. Listeners cannot see my face, but I, I am in awe and joy really of this. I, I, yeah. I, this is blowing my mind. Um, so, other, oh, yeah, sorry. So we have this, we have this patch of dirt, yeah. chain link fence. Just, uh, tumble, and just think of dust blowing. I mean, the wind is always blowing. The okay. wind is always blowing. Um, is there any shade? No. Well, well, there is a tree or two. Um and they are, but they're like you you got to be you have to be at the top of the social hierarchy to be oh, able okay. to use the shade. So, um in so there's very few trees. There's no trees on the playground proper. There is a little there's a there's an arroyo. Do you know what an arroyo I do is? Not. Okay. So an arroyo is a man-made Essentially, um, it's a ditch because in New Mexico, as in many Western towns, you're on the base of mountains like Denver's on the base of the Rocky Mountains, Albuquerque's on the base of the, the Sandia Mountains. So your your city essentially runs from, in the case of Albuquerque, east to west, and it lowers an elevation from east to, to west. So you have to have arroyos to when there's flash flooding in the desert, right? The land's not going to absorb the, the the land's not going to absorb the pre- precipitation, so you do have flooding. So you have arroyos built all through the city, so that when it does rain, it doesn't flood the streets because the the ground there's nothing to there's no there's not enough vegetation to absorb it. So on our playground, next to the playground, next to and all of our classrooms were in were in um they were in uh oh what do you call them? You know we had them here portable buildings. Okay. That's what we called them, right? So you you weren't like in a big building. You were in the specific like third grade portable building that had all three classrooms in like it. High end trailer. Trailers is what we're talking I, about. Yeah, high end is <laughs> for a trailer. For a trailer, I mean, there was like the portable building that just had the bathrooms. And like in second grade, it was terrible because your second grade classrooms were in the same building oh, as the sure. bathrooms. But anyway, beside the portable buildings, there was like a little a little arroyo that they had built so that it would prevent like flooding on the playground. Essentially, in the winter time, so this is very New Mexico, and it's it's akin to the shade. There's this hierarchy. So cool kids get to eat lunch in the shade, be in the shade, because there's only so much shade provided by an aspen tree. Sure. Okay. It's not mighty oaks that we're talking about here. They make a beautiful little whistling sound like chimes. Anyway, in the wintertime, any any sort of um, leftover precipitation in the arroyo, it would freeze. 
And this was, we called it the ice skating rink. Okay. Now this is literally like maybe an, maybe it's an inch of, you know, of, of water. This is, I mean, and, and you were talking like, like a really good quote, quote rink would be if it was say, maybe it was five feet long and maybe two feet wide. Like that would be like the rink and only the cool kids could be on the rink. And um, my, my favorite, and I'm sorry, because I feel like this is just very pro right. Amy right now, Amy centric, but um, this is how my life was changed by recess that specifically is tied to the geography of New Mexico. Um, there was, we were doing uh, whatever our version of standardized testing was. I don't remember what we were doing, but you know, when you finished, it was like, well, you can go ahead and go out to recess when you're done. Now, I don't want to say I was a little smarty, but I was kind of a little smarty. So I was done pretty quick. So when I went out for recess along with another, um, another girlfriend, um, Crystal D, um, we'll protect her, her identity. Um, we, we got to the, we got to the skating rink and it was like, nobody is out here. I mean, and I never got to be on this. I mean, I was not at the top of the the social hierarchy. So we are like, it is our day. We are, quote, skating it up, which just means like shimmying in your tennis shoe. Like literally just, I mean, sure. listeners, you can't you can see me. You can slide your feet. Just, <laughs> just shimmying back and forth because it's it's so, um, there's so little... There's so little territory. You, you don't try to take up the whole thing. It's like I got my my foot that I get to stand in here. And then other kids kind of come out. And this one kid comes out. And he was he was definitely like at the top. He was, quote, cool. I also thought he was kind of a bully. And he came over to us. And he was like, get off my ice. And I don't know what made me brave enough to say this. But I was like, well, we were here first. And he literally punched me in the face. I got. Well, I, I gotta <laughs> say, I gotta say, I did not see that coming. I get a bloody nose. I am stunned. Like I don't even remember it hurting. I just remember being so stunned that this happened. Like what just happened here? I'm bleeding. I don't know what to do. I cry. I want to <laughs> believe is the next thing that happens. You go back home. You meet the janitor. He teaches you karate. You, <laughs> you beat this kid in the All Valley tournament. Um. I wish that was the answer. It's not, but it's 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 still it's still good what happens next. It's funny to me. So I I run back into my second grade teacher's classroom, Mrs. Keemley. Okay. I'm like just a I am a mess. You know, I am bawling and I run up to her desk, Mrs. Keemley, Mrs. Keemley, Mrs. Mrs. Keemley, first thing she says to me, which I remember to this day, was, Oh my gosh, you got blood on my pants. Because she had on white pants and like blood. I mean, I am, you know, I, I have this bloody nose. And um, I remember not feeling comforted by that. Like that, I will never... So far, this is a very latchkey kid story. It totally that that's is. The first right. There's no compassion. Get. Like you got blood on my pants. Um, and then Mrs. Keenley's like, okay, what happened? You know, and I am like, Chris Gregg, Chris Gregg, he hit me in the face, whatever, whatever. Um, and so she's like, all right, I'll deal with it. I'll take care of it. I honestly don't really know what happened next. I mean, like, I don't know if Chris's mom got called. I don't know what happened next. But here's what's crazy. Chris's mom works with my dad. They happen to work for the same company. They both work for Allstate Insurance. My parents are divorced by this point. Chris's parents are divorced by this point. Chris's mom approaches my dad at work and is like, look, here, I heard about what happened. My dad, it's the 80s. Again, latchkey kid. My dad probably had no idea because my parents were divorced. So I'm sure my dad didn't get called. But anyway... She, you know, tells my dad, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. He's like, no problem, whatever. And he's like, hey, what are you doing for lunch today? Um, They get married. She's been my stepmom for 30 what oh years. My. And Chris Gregg, who punched me on the ice, is my brother. 
And like we're very good friends, and he's been my brother. They they dated. They started dating shortly after that. They got married like a year later. That's so much better than my Karate Kid ripoff. <laughs> That's so insane. That funny? So so I have as we were thinking about recess, I thought my life has been profoundly shaped by New Mexico recess specifically. Wow. And it's so New Mexico, right? Like there's got some some violence in there. There's there's geography in there. It's just there's there's completely unstructured time. Who who was watching us out on the playground? Nobody. And then, you know, Mrs. Keenly, I don't know. I hope that she got that stain out of her white pants. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's just it is I love that that story involved you kind of needing to apologize yeah. to the teacher. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mrs. Keenly. So That is a very <laughs> 80s thing as a kid. Like I remember I well, I'll save this story for another yeah. episode. But I remember getting an injury and apologizing to the teacher that I was injured, like yeah, in, like, like for real. No, I, I yeah. no, I, I can completely relate to that. It's like your your injury is an inconvenience, and you knew that. That's right. And you and you owned That's it. That's right. Well, what would you say characterized? I mean, so you know, mine is a is 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 a dusty, dirty playground. Um, I need I, to ask one more question about yeah. yours, and then I'll tell you about mine. Was there any playground equipment? Oh, yeah. No, there was, but very simple. But also what I would say today is very dangerous equipment. Like most of it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like the merry-go-round thing that you would go as fast as you could. And then... Was that metal there? Yeah. It wow. was hotter than hotter wow. than blazes. No, you took a, you like ran a risk. I mean, you know, I don't think we had to sign any kind of waivers. But I mean, it's like when you came back from recess into class, you felt a little bit of a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Like you were you were somebody that made it back. You were a survivor. And then the other thing that I just think was was funny because I, I, I mean, I think there's still these now, but I don't think this sort of behavior would be allowed. You know, we had monkey bars, but the monkey bars existed so that you could climb and sit on top of the monkey bars. Kids fell off of those all the time. Sure. But again, I want to argue that's very akin to the actual you know, behavior and habitat of monkeys. Like if one of those poor monkeys falls off the top canopy of the rainforest and falls to the bottom where there's actually no vegetation, sorry, brother, it's over. Yeah, it's Dar- Darwinism. It's Darwinism. <laughs> and I think that the playground was an, appro- an appropriate place to learn That's about right. that. That's right. It's where we learned about survival of the fittest. Now, was, I want to describe mm, my, uh, yes, my playground. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is similar in some ways. We're talking about something that's fenced off. So I need to say I went to school in southern Minnesota. I went to a small Catholic school, um, which means our school building was right next to the church. Okay. So, like, so did they share facilities at all? Like, uh, share no, they were they were separate buildings. But like our like our playground butted up against the church. So okay. we played some games, kind of climbing on some like the ramp by the church and things okay. like this. But like be- the wheelchair ramp. By yes. The church? Yeah. Because uh, you could roll a ball down oh, it sure. and do some no. fun stuff, yeah. So, because we're our 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 school is attached to the church, our playground was just the parking lot. What? The parking lot for the church. <laughs> um, was there? A, I don't. I'm not sure. I follow exactly. So there was no equipment. Uh, at the very end of my time, they put in some equipment over in a corner of it, but it was the parking lot. But what were you supposed to do? That's what we're talking about. Did they have, uh, did they like say bring out a basket of balls or something? You had to bring your own. So like, no. Yes. So, so like, so, okay. So when growing up there were, there was recess was twice a day for us. Okay. Yes. I would. Yes. Right. right? Like a more like morning and then afternoon. Well, for for us, it was morning was before school started Oh, because the buses would drop kids off early, very early. So we would sometimes get to school 45 minutes to an hour before it started. 
on purpose because it's like we get to play. And I, I just want to say, too, because I was one of those kids, I think the toughest kids are the kids who get there super early in the morning. Thank you. Because you know I, I mean? was that like, kid. You see it all. Because that's where it's totally lawless. Like, yeah, there, there is, is just... there is no adult for morning no, no. recess. Oh, because no. school hasn't started yet. So right. technically, they're not, school is no, not like, on the clock. No. Sorry, continue. <clears throat> so, so because my brother and I would often be the first kids there, um, one of the things that I would do is I would bring a soccer ball. Okay. And, you know, my brother and I would, you know, kick the ball around. And as every... Roll it down the ramp. <laughs> right. As every other kid came, the soccer game got bigger. Oh, yeah. By the time we got to the start of school... Now, again, part of what we need to realize is that when we talk about recess, we're mythologizing a little yes. bit. In my head, by the time the school, the school day started, every kid on the playground was playing in that one soccer game. Oh, so wow. it was like... 50 kids against 50 kids. Now, that can't be true, but that's my memory of it. Like, you would be running around with no hope of ever touching yeah, really? the ball. I think sometimes we introduced more balls into the soccer game because the the field was the entire parking lot, and the goal was the fence on one side and the fence on the other. Well, how long was the goal? I mean, when you say it was the fence. Yeah, I mean, it was very long. So you had multiple oh, goalkeepers. Oh, oh, and you got multiple. Yeah, you just had to hit the so fence. So kind of like a prison yard game of soccer, maybe? I'm, I didn't think about this till we started talking, but this feels a lot like prison as I'm thinking about it. Because other games that we played... Um, <laughs> Uh, when our when when spring rolled around and you know our our fancies turned towards baseball, we would bring tennis balls to school and just throw them against the wall yes. and catch them. That is a very prison like how do I mark time activity? We definitely also had um, tennis balls thrown against the side of portable buildings. Ooh, that okay. can't be good. No, it was not. And Mr. Bureos did not like that so we we had to stop that after a while. Tennis balls also you can throw them against a chain link fence. Every so often, a tennis ball will get caught perfectly if you oh, throw sure. it hard enough, like right in um, a chain link fence. Um, did you hacky sack? Do you remember when people would bring hacky sacks? Did people bring hacky sacks? I remember to your hacky sacks existing. I remember okay. people owning hacky sacks. I never met a human being who was good at who it. Who was actually good at it. I yeah. think it was more a movie thing. I don't think yeah. I ever act, but people yeah. had them. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think any, I don't think I ever saw anybody right. hit it more than twice. So I want to describe because, because I am starting. And usually it's you doing this with New Mexico. I'm starting to describe my childhood playground as a prison hellscape. Yeah, it is a prison so hellscape. But it's going to get, but, but it's gonna get worse for a second okay. here. No, there's a parking lot. There are no trees. But I mean, but I mean in the distance, at least. Uh, well, okay. That's what actually, actually makes it even funnier is, so there was a cutout part that was like this green garden area, which was, because that's where the, the priest's house was. And that was the priest's garden. And you know who was allowed in there? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> so, like, if the ball got kicked in there, it was like, oh, was great. Like now, me. how do we go get it? Who do we have to talk to? Like, oh, yeah. So, like, don't be that. So, kid. you were tempted by, like, oh, there is greenery and flowers, right. but, you, but not for you. Right. Not for you. So, this is where this is the apex of prison hellscape. Yeah. Because um, another piece we need to add in here, and, and I'm, maybe you can comment on this as well, is uh, the playground also became the place where class rivalries was played oh, yes. out. And I don't mean class in the Marxist no, sense. No, 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 I no. I mean fifth graders like, against sixth graders. Right, right. Like Mrs. Keenly against Mrs. Baca. Exactly, like, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, in the winter, what we played in was this game that we called Pump. And I don't know why it was called Pump, but it was called Pump. 
Oh. Um, and it was usually, so you'd have to imagine this fifth grade versus sixth grade. That's what I, re- I remember being a fifth grader playing this against the sixth graders who by definition are bigger than you. Um, and you would every, like, let's say uh, all the fifth graders were on one side of the, the playground and it's icy now. There's not really snow, but there's ice on this, on this, um, on the playground. All the sixth graders would line up in a line in the middle of the playground. Somebody would yell pump. And I don't know why. And then you, what you had to do was run across the playground. And it was, I kid you not, like, it was like war. Like, you had to, like, get through the line. And, like, you would get tackled. You'd get thrown to the ground. And it was just like, did you make it to the other side? And then eventually you would flip and you would be, your class would be the one in the middle. This was a game we played. So Where were the adults? It's like, um... It's like a cross between dodgeball and Red Rover. It's like tackle Red Rover. It's tackle Red Rover on ice. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one wouldn't fly today. Anybody who went to CCS who's listening, please, somebody else email in channel3900 at gmail.com. This was a real thing we did, I promise. So when you play, okay, so when you played Pump. One kid, it would be one kid running across. The no, ball, or it was like everybody. So it was very, it was like Braveheart. Yes. Like a scene from Braveheart. It was Roman legions meeting. <laughs> and I mean, I'm assuming, what is, the playground was also so equalizing because I'm assuming in Pomp, like, girl, boy, did not matter. Yeah. I, that actually is one of the questions that I had, which is like, my memory is it's mostly boys. Because okay. I wanted to ask, what were you girls doing during recess? Because um, like, you weren't playing a lot of pump. Well, I was getting punched in the face That's by true. a boy. <laughs> That's true. So um, in New Mexico, I don't remember there being a real actual like gender divide okay. at recess. Like I think it was a bit of... Like you're all, you got to hold your own. It's just a different, it's a different place. I mean, you at least had greenery around. I mean, let's remember that where I grew up, they tested the atom bomb there because they were like, hey, it looks like it already went off. That's right. (laughs) No one's really going to notice. Do you remember, okay, well, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to take us too far afield here, but like, do you remember how, do playgrounds still have games that essentially are designed for the introvert who wants to play by themselves or maybe doesn't have anybody to play with? Well, When's the last time that you saw a tetherball? That's a good question. I, I feel like there is a place because I've played it with my kids, but I'm trying to remember where that was. But when you think about it, right? Like, don't you remember how I rarely saw two people playing tetherball? It was just kind of like the lone kid. <laughs> yeah. Hitting it every time it came around, hitting it a little bit faster. And then if they weren't particularly coordinated, getting hit by it. It also seems really unsafe around. when you think oh, about it. Oh, it completely does. No, I'm pretty sure tetherball does not. Like, when is the last time you saw a tetherball? Uh, when I watched Napoleon Dynamite in okay. 2003. Okay, I'm just, but you know, when did, like, who decided, yeah. is there is there national legislation that made tetherball go away? I think so. I think any weighted thing on a rope, rope. hanging is like, we're just Where the out goal on. is to hit it as hard and fast as you can. And have it whip around and hit you and in, in right. the back of the head. Um, uh, last episode, we were confessional about things. Um, and I'm trying to figure out if I should be confessional Oh, do. Again it's a theme of latchkey kids, I think. So I remember... This is such a... Um, I, I do love about latchkey kids. This is such a pride-free... <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, not surprisingly, um, as a little kid, especially a little, little kid, uh, this guy didn't have a lot of friends. Mm. It's okay. This, no, is, this is a happy story. I know. I, know. This, I met lifelong friends at the end of this story. Yes. But I remember at a certain point, 
I don't think this was advice from an adult because I don't take advice or coaching very well. Um, I just decided one day I picked out a group of people and was like, I'm going to be friends with them. And I mean, they weren't part of this decision. I was just like, I get So like, I kind of like, again, mythology, I kind of like hung out around them enough to kind of figure out what they did. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to be into that. So they were into two things. They were into GI Joe and they were, and then they played like touch football, neither of which I knew anything about. Okay. And I like studied up on that stuff. So you set a goal. Yeah. You started to do your research. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I kind of like worked my way in. And so, so I got into, so there was like a main football game with like the more like jock kids. And this was the alternate football game. And I got into the alternate alternate. football game. Okay. Like arena league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just, you know, it was just a few, it was just a few people, but like, I, I like, I remember buying, like, asking for G.I. Joe toys because these kids played with G.I. Joe. Okay. And it was like, now I'll have something to say when I hear them having a conversation about this. I started watching the show because of that. Um, so, like, this is, this is, this was my idea about how one makes friendships. And do you just, wander by with a G.I. Joe figurine and hope that they'll notice. A little bit of that. A little bit of that. A little bit of like you're you're on the outside of the conversation enough until there's like an in where you can like reference something that you know and then hopefully they you get a good response did from you, it. Did you develop then a passion for G.I. Joe or was it completely I, just something painful that you put yourself this through? This is the problem with me. Um, in general, which is like, I turn everything into homework. Yeah, you do. So I was like, I just wanted to like be the best at it then because it was homework that I had to do. So like, I don't, so I get to the point where I don't know whether I like it or not. I just did it. Yeah. And touch football. I like touch football. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. All right. Yeah. Okay. Why do you think you chose them? Um, because I know my limitations. Okay. And I was like, there's like the, like what we would think of as like popularish jock kind of kids. Yeah. And like I wasn't that athletic. So like I I couldn't aspire to be in that game, but I had a shot at the side game, I thought. And that yeah. was that was for me the transition from recess being about like me alone kind of doing like imaginative play to like playing a game with people. You know, that was a that was a transition. I remember there was like the weird and this is where we maybe played more on the like the the handicap ramp at the church. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like that's where we would do imaginative play. Like there'd be a group of like kind of like unaligned kids who would like make up stuff to do, you know. But it was real unfulfilling. But you kind of did it, and then it was like I was like I got to get out of this. Yeah. No. <laughs> the time has come. I have to break free. Did you enjoy recess? Did you look forward to recess? I. Th- think so but i was never the kid who like if you asked what his favorite class was was gonna say recess me either yeah i didn't miss recess i don't think i yeah. i like to i liked it though i could because i liked when we played the big games yeah i didn't i didn't i didn't dread recess but i also i like to have a place i mean you kind of know that about me like and you and actually you're similar I don't like unstructured things. So that is why I did not enjoy recess. Like there needed to be some structure. So if there was something good, if there was, you know, we were all doing a particular game or we knew in advance, like we're continuing with this tumbleweed building that we're playing with or we've got kind of an agenda, I enjoyed it. But I also felt 
I did not like the lack of structure to recess. And it always interestingly felt very long to me. I thought, how can this 20 minutes be <laughs> so long, which I guess in my own way kind of gave it a prison yard type of quality. That's right. The weird thing is I don't remember ever, this had to happen, but I don't ever remember indoor recess because of rain. It had to have rained during childhood. I remember like oh. not heavy rain, but and just being out there. But like, did, did they just send us out rain or shine? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, in New Mexico, it wasn't raining very often. If anything, it was probably like, go celebrate kids and continue to pray to the gods of rain that it continues. We actually enjoyed rain. I mean, I very specifically remember this was not at school per se, but at home, if it was raining and it was in, 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 in the desert, you do, you get kind of these flash rains. So it's not like, oh, it's going to rain all day. Nope. It's going to rain. It's going to rain for 20 minutes. It's going to rain hard. And that's going to be it for the next three months. So enjoy it while enjoy you have it. it. So we would go play in the gutters. I mean, we would go like take our, for example, because my brothers did play with G.I. Joe and I had Barbies and whatever. We had Star Wars figurines. We would go play in the running water and the gutters because it was that, so exciting yeah. and it was something new. But we, we never had indoor recess because we actually didn't have anywhere to have it. I mean, we didn't have because we did everything outside. So indoor recess, which I'm sure the teachers hated, was like heads up, seven up at your desk. Yeah. It was it was those kinds of, you know, games you had to play sitting in your desk. Right. I'm going to chalk this up to mythology, but I don't think we ever had. I think we I do remember a few times in Minnesota where it was like too so cold. cold but yeah. that was like once or twice ever. We never got to stay in because it was too hot. We all just had to huddle in the shade of the multi-purpose building, which was just a giant um, portable building. Wow. So I want you to think of, of of the biggest portable building that you can think of. That that was what we called the MPB. It was the multi-purpose building. We weren't allowed to go in it, but we were allowed. It created it created <laughs> the largest patch of shade on campus. So, so if you could couldn't get the, the tree, you could get the multi-purpose. Yeah, you could building. at least go and ha- hang out in the multi-purpose building, and you know it was it, it provided some shade. Now that aluminum siding definitely retains heat, so you're still, but you're yeah. not going to get burned. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. I was thinking of stories that I remember from recess, things that I learned at recess. Um, I remember once watching someone from my class, I won't name him, right on the side of the, like there was on the wall oh. outside of school. Um, he wrote 95 rules. And I remember, I was probably in third grade, and I remember thinking, I don't know what that means, but he sure thought that was cool to write. So I was like, yeah. Way to give it to the man. And I remember thinking, what are the 95 yeah, rules? The and, 95? and and am I following them? Am I supposed to break them? Is this like a reference to popular music that I don't know? Like I was baffled. Um, and I, I learned years later that I graduated in the year 1995 and he was just saying <laughs> class of 95 rules. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I thought you were going to head in like a 95 theses, like, you know, direction. This kid was, this kid was making a stand. Like I, like Martin Luther, I'm going to nail my, my grievances to the church door. Okay. That is hilarious because I would have sat here for a good long time before I would have figured that out. Yeah. That was my life. It was a couple of years and I was like... (laughs) That's what he meant. We're the class of 95. <laughs> and we rule. 
Yeah, I was baffled, but I did not want to ask no, what it meant. <laughs> absolutely not. You know, Sam, each man has to discover for himself or herself. That's right. It's not something that you share with each other. Uh, any other, any other like great recess memories, things you learn, lessons you learned from recess? Well, I, I mean, for me, recess really did. I think of recess as um, you got to hold your own. I mean, I just, I do not remember. I know that there were teachers who had like recess duty because mm-hmm. they had whistles. Like I remember that um, Mrs. Goodwin, my favorite sixth grade teacher, she like, you know, I just remember the sound of the whistle letting you know. But now that I'm an adult, I just think about it so differently, right? Like, no, of course I don't remember Mrs. Goodwin interacting with us because she was like, I need a break, kids. Right. And I'm sure she was not watching us or thinking about us. Um, so I, I do think of recess as just sort of where 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 legends are made is that that you know i mean and and again i had not thought about this till we talked about it but that pre that morning recess i mean it was just you had to grow up really fast yeah yeah because no structure no adults and i Mm -hmm. I, like my elementary school was third through sixth grade so like thinking about that soccer game like even if i was the first kid there and i start and we brought a ball and started it's like by the end of that day like these enormous sixth graders were kicking the soccer ball around. It's like there was this like beautiful community. Yeah, look to at you. It, you know, do you remember thinking, "Don't bring anything too precious to recess"? I mean, I do remember thinking, if you, if you care about it, you cannot bring it to the prison yard. I mean, you can't. You know, like you wouldn't bring your best soccer ball. I would hope or something. I that just you, had one. Well, and, right, but yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. I do. I, I do. What well, is interesting because that soccer ball was destroyed over time, but like that, even that was like a mark of honor. Like yeah. I, I loved being the kid who brought yeah. the soccer ball, which maybe says something about my personality too. Yes. Like like that, no, I, I took it, I took great pleasure in that. It gave you a role, yeah, right? Yeah. No, that's really interesting. And what I do love is the moments when, again, not an athlete. You can hear, probably hear in my voice I that know. I'm not an athlete. I'm but <laughs> because recess was every day and you're playing touch football and eventually I graduated to the main touch football game as a real like marginal player. Yeah. But, but like you had your moments where it's like, if you play, if you play every day, twice a day, you're going to have like the game where it's like, I scored a goal in that crazy soccer game yeah. once, or, you know, I caught two touchdowns in a game and it's like, those become, like you said, legends are made. You become like in your own head, like today was the day that I did this. Yes. And it was like, you could, when you were lining up at the end of recess to go back into school, you could talk with people about the game and be like, yeah, it was like part of that. I, yeah. You know. The lineup. I remember the, the post recess lineup. Do you remember coming back into class and sitting down and then, right, you start to get sweaty. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember that feeling completely like thinking, oh, I'm tired from recess. And again, as opposed to now where our kids have been trained to take water bottles to school so right. they can carry them, we never were allowed to go get water. There was, I mean, again, at my school, the water fountain was in the one building, which is where the bathrooms were. <laughs> I mean, you certainly, I'm sure we went home dehydrated every day. And again, if you think of, if you think of the image of pig pen from peanuts, like that's how we, we were dirty and dusty and sweaty all, and sweaty. Yeah. Well, and what's so time. funny is for you, it is sweat from the heat. Yeah. For us, it's sweat. For, like the sweatiest days are the winter days because oh, you got all you this all the stuff gear. on and you're running around. And then what must have those rooms smelled like? Oh, terrible. Oh, I can't even imagine. I remember wiping the sweat off my forehead with our bathrooms had. I can still remember the smell of it. I actually smelled it at my kid's school a couple of years ago and I gagged. 
the cheapest brown paper towels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember brown do, paper towels? They do. smell pulpy. They're the, the cheapest paper towels. And I just remember the smell of a wet, sweaty paper towel. And it just grosses me out. Like, it just brings back very negative memories. I do not have positive memories. Well, folks, this has been uh, Latchkey Kids. This has been. I mean, it was fun. Hey, everybody. I know it was fun. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you offered me, if you offered mandatory recess now, like, I'd take it. Oh, I would, too. Yeah. No, I would, too. Yeah. I think that's still a, I think that's still a good idea. Recess is important. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know that I would have recognized how important recess is for moral development and character development, but I think that's the that's the main reason we need recess. Right, right, because it was the time when they left us alone to work yes. out our society. Absolutely. We do need adult recess. Yeah, Big yeah. Big time. Let's, let's, let's propose that at our next uh, department meeting. Oh, absolutely. Wait, well, yeah. you're the department chair. The department Put it on the chair. agenda. I'm going to bring up, yeah, departmental recess. So, man, this has really been, I feel this t- today has felt somewhat therapeutic. Gosh, I love Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. It's just this fine line between recess and outdoors time at prison. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so as we close, um, listeners, again, we would love to hear from you. Did you grow up with tetherball? Were there other things that you recall from your playground equipment that were really designed to give a home to the kids without a home? Did you play pump? Have you heard did of you, pump? I, what yeah. other what other pump? ridiculously violent, dangerous games did you play at recess? Because yes. I know everybody had them. Do you remember being supervised? You know, what, what, what equipment was on your playground that would never pass muster today? What was your playground's equivalent to the icy arroyo? Exactly. Like, like what yeah. was the the like the thing that everybody wanted? Are you involved in a class action lawsuit against your former school because they did nothing to prevent you from getting skin cancer or CTE <laughs> or CTE? Exactly. And have oh. you apologized to that teacher who you got blood <laughs> yes, on her white right, pants? Right. This is really your opportunity to say you're sorry, Amy, after I know. all these years. I'm sorry, Mrs. Keenly. I really am. Well, Amy, uh, in the immortal words of Billy Ocean, when the going gets tough. Oh, the tough get going. Put me in, coach. Thanks for listening to Latchkey Kids. Email us at channel3900 at gmail.com and subscribe to the Channel 3900 Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.